0: Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Today we have a very inspiring individual named Anthony Robles. If you don't know who that is already, you will after this episode. He was born with one leg but went on to become a three-time All-American NCAA wrestling champion. Um, And that's not good enough. He's continuing to inspire. He's continuing to do things, uh, breaking records, breaking Guinness records for pull-ups, inspirational, motivational speaking. Uh, He's got a feature film coming out with Dwayne Johnson called Unstoppable. Like, it's unbelievable the things this kid is doing, and he's so inspirational to me. I can't wait to talk to him. Let's get started. Anthony, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to speak with you. Man, it's an honor to have you on the show. So inspiring, man. Like everything that you've been through and then what you continue to do. Um, I, I keep seeing you doing all these pull up challenges now. Like you're doing you're breaking records, like Guinness's records on pull ups and then you're adding forty pound packs and trying to break records doing that. It's crazy, man. Like you just don't stop. You're unstoppable, like your film. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Once I got done with my competition in wrestling, I felt like
1: I I needed some other goals to chase after. You know, I I was kind of getting bored just doing the everyday weight training and and just exercising. So, um, you know, the pull-ups, it was just a a great way for me to challenge myself mentally and physically to to step it up a notch and and go up another level. And uh, I've really been enjoying it these
0: past couple of years. Yeah. I mean, your story is super inspirational. And obviously that's the reason you're doing a film. Uh, I think it's no secret that Seven Bucks Productions, uh, 101 Studios, uh, Dwayne Johnson, obviously, Danny Garcia, Hiram Garcia, uh, is doing a great feature film on you called Unstoppable. Uh, What's unique about the connection between that and, and this podcast is three, I don't know if you know this, but three podcasts ago, I had Brad Slater on the podcast. Now, Brad Slater's a producer on that film. He is the... Uh, agent the wme agent of dwayne johnson i don't know Oh, really I, I had no idea i don't know if you know him or not yeah so he he's, he, he represents dwayne johnson uh and he's a partner at wme uh william morris endeavor and william morris endeavor jesus sorry uh and uh, he's a partner there and then he's a uh, an agent and uh he represents dwayne johnson so of course after i found out i had you on the show or or ha- was having you on the show i reached out to him and it was by no correlation, like there was no connection at all between you coming on the show and him obviously being a, kind of a part of this big thing with uh, Seven Bucks Productions. And he was so excited, man. And he was like, everybody's so excited, Dwayne Johnson and Danny and Hiram. And, and the, whole, the whole team is so excited to be doing this show or, or film, I guess, and uh, to be covering your story. And, it, and it's, how does it feel to have a film made about your life and then on top of that, having Dwayne Johnson do it, like, of all people?
1: (laughs) Uh, Man, it it, honestly just feels like a dream for me, you know. Um, I just remember getting into wrestling. I just developed a passion for it. I wanted to be the best at that sport. I wanted to be a national champion, and that's all I was focused on. And so to have this opportunity afterwards to have my life told on the big screen and people to to really hear and see my story, um, it's crazy. Uh, But, you know, for me, I just feel very blessed for the opportunity. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that that platform and that my story is – is told in a way that really helps to to motivate people, you know, because the way I see it, we all, we all have to wrestle with something, right? You know, we all have some challenges in life. Mine happened to be a physical one that everybody can see, uh, but other people, you know, sometimes it's mental things, whatever. So I just want my story on that big screen to be able to show people and motivate people that no matter what you wrestle in your life, you can overcome it. You know, you just have to have have to have the right mindset and, and just be willing to, to grind and fight through. And I mean, to have Dwayne Johnson and his team uh, tell my story, it's just, I couldn't think of a, a better dream scenario right there you know I, I I'm I'm looking forward to meeting him and his group and I know COVID kind of put some delays on as far as the filming goes but uh I mean I just can't wait to get out there and, and get rolling I know they want me doing a lot of the wrestling scene, so I'm, I'm staying in shape and uh waiting for it you know but uh yeah you know I just really want to make sure that above everything else uh the story is told in the way that that inspires people and I know uh, Dwayne Johnson and Seven Bucks they're gonna do just that so it's just an honor to uh to have my story told by
0: them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that film, man. It's gonna be incredible. And uh, yeah, your story, I mean, everybody knows your story, but I wanna mention one thing too, uh, speaking of my podcast, I had Phil Davis on my podcast. Obviously, uh, okay. you probably know who Phil Davis is, NCAA Division One All-American. Um, and oh, yeah. like your, I heard an interview with you and you said something about when you first started wrestling, you didn't like it or it didn't fit you or for some reason, is that true? Well, I when I first started wrestling, I
1: I loved it. But initially, my initial reaction to wrestling, I was just like, you know, it's not really for me. And the way that came about was, I was actually big into football growing up. You know, I played tackle football, sixth grade up to ninth grade. Um, We moved from California to Arizona right before my freshman year of high school started. I think it was like June or July. And so, you know, I didn't know anybody. I wasn't enrolled in school just yet. And my cousin was actually a wrestler out here in Arizona. He was three years older than me. And so he's like, Hey, just come to practice. You can lift weights while we're, we're, we're wrestling. They had a wrestling room connected to the weight room. And so, you know, I'm in there. I'm, you know, I'm lifting weights and everything. I remember watching the guys and I'm like, Oh, that, you know, it's, that looks cool. You know, they're doing their throws and their takedowns and stuff. I'm like, that, that, that looks cool. But it didn't really, uh, I don't know, it didn't really, you know, interest me to try it out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was like, Okay, that, that's cool to watch, but not really my thing. And so it was maybe like a week went by. And one day his coach just came up to me during the practice. He's like, Hey, our lightweight needs someone to train with today. Uh, do you want to try to wrestle? And I actually, I told him no. You know, I was like, no, man, I'm, I'm okay. I just want to lift. And, you know, so he takes off. He walks back to, to the group. And my cousin comes over. He's like, man, just try it one time. He's like, I think you're going to like it. Just give it a shot. If you don't like it, I'll never bring it up again. And so I walk out there. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm just thinking, you know, football tackle. And uh, I just remember going in there and literally just getting thrown around. Like I, I walked off. I was all bloody and scratched up. But uh, just that... <laughs> interaction right there on the mat, man, it just, uh, it it instantly developed my passion for the sport. You know, I didn't know what it was at that moment, but I just felt like it was something that I could excel at. And it was finally something that I could show people what I was capable
0: of, you know, and it didn't have to be about me missing a leg. Yeah. And I think that's incredible because uh, you went on to be obviously a three-time All-American NCAA champion. And you had that, that same start that like Phil Davis had. He, he also didn't like his first session, and and it was so. I think it's incredible that like both of y'all went on to such greatness in wrestling, um, and then you obviously with your your situation is just very unique um, and so inspirational, man. Like like the more stuff that I, I looked up on you, man, it's just, it's super super inspirational. I know a big influence is your mother, and like uh, like I, I kind of want to talk about so when you're accomplishing the things you're accomplishing. Um, I mean, you accomplish everything there is to accomplish in wrestling at that level. And your mom was a big inspiration, a big help for you, a big support staff. What do you think it is that you did that made her the most proud? Like when do you think her proudest moment was of you? Um, so far. And I say so far cause you're tackling so many things every day. <laughs> Who knows what you're going to do next? Um, uh- Honestly, that's a great question. And honestly, you know, I
1: think it was after my very first wrestling match, my first official match where, you know, I went out there and I got beat. But I think, you know, remember, she told me she's like, I'm just proud of you for trying. She's like, I'm so proud of you for going out there and trying. And because it was literally that first match, I remember running out there with the team, right? We're doing the warmups and someone in the stands was laughing at me like they're cracking jokes, like really loud. And nice. so, like my mom, you know, my mom's little. She's like, I think she's like five two. She's tiny, uh, uh-huh. but she went up to this group of people that were laughing. I mean, she actually scolded them right there on the spot. Oh wow! And like, like got it. Yeah, like got in their face, and then she sat down and watched. You know, watched the rest of my my match. But I just remember that. You know, seeing that, and you know, after the match, I was, I'm sitting there defeated because I got destroyed. I think I got like teched in the second or third period. Um, but my mom was just telling me how proud of me she was for trying it. You know, she's like, you know, I'm so proud of you. She just needed to stick with it. And so, yeah, you know, the success came later. And I, and I know she was proud of me for that. But I think just, um, one, it was the initial, um, you know, just that initial attempt in wrestling. But also just coming back after you know, that major defeat at the beginning and just those people laughing at me because I never really had a huge support system as I went through wrestling. You know, there were a lot of people who doubted me from other teams, a lot of people who, you know, they were laughing in the stands and things like that. And so um, I think that was, that's what made my mom the most proud was that I stuck with it and I I pushed through that stuff and then eventually got to the top. But, you know, you have to be willing to suffer and, you know, kind of push through that pain sometimes and, you know, the, uh, the doubt of other people. But in the end, that's what really makes it special and what makes it worth it. And that's what I found
0: yeah that's awesome man to have to have that kind of support staff supporting you um and then and then you didn't start out so like you had a losing record in the beginning of high school you you had uh was like five and eight or something right
1: yeah i was i lost a ton i only let's see i finished last place in my city tournament my first year as a freshman um and that was that was frustrating you know (laughs) because i mean wrestling wrestling it's a tough sport you're putting a lot into practice and You know, I just remember I was I was was trying my best, but I wasn't really seeing the results I expected at the beginning. Um, So it was very discouraging. But, um, you know, I just remember it was after my freshman year finishing last place in the city tournament. It was like that night after the tournament. You know, I remember I'm sitting in my room and I'm just basically I'm sulking. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just reflecting on the season, reflecting on the tournament and kind of feeling sorry for myself. But I remember just being in my room and at the beginning of the season, I actually had this bookshelf. that was like right over my bed. And at the beginning of the season, I just remember looking at the bookshelf thinking that's where I'm putting all my trophies. You know, all my medals, they're going there. And so, you know, I'm sitting in this room, man. I'm, I'm just alone and looking at that bookshelf and there wasn't a single trophy or a medal on it. And so, you know, I just remember as I was staring at that, something just kind of switched in my mind. Like, I, I don't know if I just snapped or what it was, but I just remember thinking, I don't care how long it takes me. I'm going to be the best wrestler to ever come out of Arizona. You know, I want to be a state champ. I want to be a national champ. I want to prove these people wrong. I'm going to show them. And, uh, you know, I actually, I wrote that down on a little sticky note. And I actually have that in my trophy case still. I wrote down my first goal of being a state champ. And um, that was kind of a turning point for me. You know, I was like, I don't ever want to feel like this anymore. I don't want to ever want to feel like the last place kid from Mace anymore. And, and, and uh, you know, all that. I want to prove people wrong and show to myself that, you know, really, you can do anything you set your mind to. You know, and that was a, a turning point for
0: me. And there was no going back. Yeah. And then, and then you went on to go, uh, what ninety six and O in your in your final final year? I, I did, yeah. So my, I mean, my that's a pretty decent improvement. Uh, yeah, it was it was a, a,
1: a great career in high school, man. I was blessed. My my sophomore year, I finished sixth in the state, uh, and then my junior senior year, I went uh, undefeated both years. I was ninety six and O, two time high school state champ, and, and then uh, I went on to uh, uh, become a high school national champion as well. Um, because I did want to rest on college, so I, I wanted to kind of get my name out there to, to the colleges to start looking at me.
0: Yeah, well, I think you did that definitely. And uh, and 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 from what I read, you didn't get accepted into a couple colleges at first, correct? Yeah,
1: it was it was kind of a crazy experience for me. I, I didn't expect it because you know I, I felt like I really had done a great job in high school of progressing, and you know I felt like I had the resume for it. You know, a couple times state champ, high school national champ. I was an honor roll student as well. So I was really thinking that I was going to get the college wrestling scholarship offers, you know, that, that colleges were going to be looking at me like crazy and trying to recruit me. But uh, that wasn't the case. I got to, honestly, there was only two schools that talked to me Division One. I remember reaching out to a bunch of schools. Uh, the majority of them, they just didn't even take the time to respond to me. Um, but the few that did, they said that there were two issues with me. They said, number one, um, you know, that you're too light. They said, you know, you wrestled 112 pounds your senior year of high school. The lightest weight class in college is 125. Uh, you're giving up, you know, 15 pounds, but then these guys are cutting weight. So you're probably a good 20, 30 pounds too small. And they said, on top of that, um, this is Division One wrestling. These are the best of the best wrestlers across the country, and you're missing your leg. We don't think you can compete at this level. They said, we don't think you're going to be successful here. Uh, maybe look, you know, at a smaller program, a smaller school, but, uh, you know, Division One, we don't think it's for you. So, uh, you know, that was that was discouraging. You know, I, I felt like all the hard work and, and, and all the results that that had come from that hard work, uh, these coaches and these schools were just overlooking it. You know, they were just focusing on on my only challenge, you know, what could hold me back. And so it was upsetting. But, uh, you know, in the end, I, I learned I had to swallow my pride. You know, yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. the opportunity that you want isn't the opportunity that you get, but you still got to make the most of what the opportunity is, you know, and that taught me that that taught me, OK. You know, I have another opportunity to walk on Arizona State and that's what I'm going to do. And so I did that I was a walk on for my first two years at ASU.
0: Yeah, Now you did amazing. And I don't want to get too in details with your wrestling because obviously everybody knows about your wrestling and, and you got this film and this film is going to tell your entire life story. Uh, speaking of the film, are you allowed because I, I know who's going to play you in the film. Are you allowed to say who yet or can we not say? because i was told to i was told in a way just... to use to use it on the podcast and and it's okay but i'm still kind of scared to say for sure but like he's a great actor
1: yeah i, I wish i could officially say I'm, I'm not allowed to right now um i know uh there was some some shift. someone was announced like a, a couple maybe man i think it was like maybe a year back um but since dwayne johnson and his team got on board there was actually um some casting recasting done so we have a new actor playing me um, it hasn't officially been announced yet but He's incredible um you know he's got some well-known films out there right now and uh, he's he, award he's winner new to what's that
0: he's an award winner <laughs>
1: he, he is an award winner <laughs> and that, that that's all I can say right now but what I can say man is he's just he's gonna do an incredible job yeah, I mean, it's is, just been is. so fun you know working with him just you know basically i mean I, i'm I'm learning so much with this whole movie process you know so they're sending him out here to kind of hang out with me get to know my my mannerisms, the way I talk, you know, the way I interact with people. And uh, he's met my family and uh, he's also getting into wrestling. So, I mean, just to see, it's kind of scary, you know, because he's kind of picking me up. And so certain times he'll like kind of show me things. It's like, man, I'm kind of yeah. like I'm like looking in a mirror right now. It's like that, that's me right there. So it, it's a crazy experience. But this actor, once his name comes out, he's uh, a lot of people will know him and he's going to do an incredible job. So I'm just honored to have him um, tell my story.
0: Yeah, he, he beat a who's who man to get that award, and it's crazy because like I, I I feel like it's official or it's 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 sort of official because I, I asked Brad Slater to like give me some insight for your podcast, and he 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 shared it. I just didn't confirm if I can say it, so like I'm not gonna say anything. But uh, anyway, it's awesome, man. It's, a, it's a, he's a great actor, and he he's he seems like a really like you. He seems like a super positive. Uh, person. And I think that's something I really, really uh, am inspired by you by, man. Uh, of course, your wrestling uh, credentials and things you've done and you're, you're challenging uh, new heights all the time with your pull-ups and, and strength conditioning, all this stuff. But man, I, I got to ask you, like this positive attitude that you have, being, being born with one leg, um, having a rough childhood and your mother standing by you and, and being such, such a supportive mother and stuff, how did you get so positive? Like, like, I mean, I, I feel like that, that to me seems like the hardest thing is because for me, it's like, it's hard to stay positive sometimes. And and you seem such like such a positive person, man. And like, and like, I want to know how, how you get yourself to that place. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, it, it definitely, it started with
1: my mom, you know, because from day one, I was born this way. And, you know, from day one, she wanted to show me and put it in my head that, you know, I couldn't let this challenge become an excuse. You know, there was just going to be something that I would have to learn to overcome every single day of my life in, in some way, shape or form. You know, there was going to be something that was going to pop up that was going to remind me of this challenge. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she put it in my head. You can't let that become an excuse to, to break, to quit, you know, to, to feel sorry for yourself. And I mean, it's a it's a daily battle. You know, I mean, there are some days where, you know, I, I get discouraged. But, um, you know, the way I see it, like the way I approach it in my mind, it's like a it's like a my own mental wrestling match. You know, it's like like when I start kind of getting negative on myself and I start kind of dealing with these challenges like, you know, yeah, I can give in to that opponent, you know, of being negative and giving up or, you know, I can just embrace that positivity, you know, and let that overpower it. And so um, that's just how I see it. You know, it's a day to day battle. It's a moment by moment battle. And um, it's hard, you know, but when you kind of break it down like that, I think it makes it a little bit easier, you know, like just focus on that moment you're in and, and, and figure out how you can. A positive outcome out of it. You know, it's not about what you can't do. It's not about what's what's holding you back. Um, it's about what you can do. You know, it's it's about what what you're capable of. And especially right now, you know, with the world dealing with this whole, uh, you know, with the, the pandemic. Um, I know a lot of people are, are struggling to stay positive. You know, it, it's 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 hard. I mean, people are losing jobs and they're losing loved ones, and it's it's terrible. Uh, but the way I see it is like, you know, you you still have to try to find a way to, to count the blessings in your life you know, cl- count those things that are, that are going well and look at those things and focus on those things. And and that's what I do in my life. You know, when I do have my down days, I, I try to count my blessings and focus on those things. And like I said, just take it moment by moment because, uh, you know, we all we all struggle with that. You know, I mean, it's, it's easy to go negative. It's easy to uh, get discouraged. But, uh, you know, the more you train your mind to do that, you know, the more you train your mind to, um, you know, seize it moment by moment and, and take that head on, the stronger you get, you know, and the more yeah. it just becomes like second nature to you. And, um, and that's kind of in a way what, what's, what's, uh, happened to me over time. But again, like I said, you know, it's, it's, it's a moment by moment thing. You know, you just got to seize the opportunity when it comes up to, to be positive.
0: Don't go down the other route. That's awesome, man. That's, that's so That's man. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. I love your positivity. Oh, thank you, man. It's,
1: it's, uh, it's been a journey. You know, my life has, it's taught me a lot. Uh, And it's just, it's crazy, you know, because honestly, like, you know, we talked about earlier, just the movie where I'm at now, I I couldn't have imagined this back then, you know, like, like like back in my freshman year finishing last place and all that. But it's like, you know, and that just goes to show you the power of thinking positively, you know, and moving forward and and, and not just breaking down. It's like if I would have quit that after that first, uh, you know, meet, you know, that first year, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, so I just thank God and thank my mom for for putting that positive mindset in my head. You know, just trying yeah. to find the good things and uh, you know moving forward because it's gotten where I am
0: today. Yeah, and yeah, it's awesome, and 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 you're in a good place, I think, for sure. So obviously, you you have the book, and and then you, you I saw you on Jay Leno like nine years ago, a clip from nine years ago on Jay Leno. Uh, so your story was out there, but how did you find out that Dwayne Johnson and Seven Bucks Production was was going to do a, a film and wanted to do a film with you? How did that come about? Uh, it's been a uh, long process, man, but it's been, definitely been worth it. Um, you know, I
1: was actually getting offers um, to have my story uh, be told on the big screen back in 2011 when I first won. There were movie companies calling literally that night after oh, wow. I won my championship to to sign for my life rights. Um, but you know, after I got some representation with my agent, he was telling me, "Look, he's like, you know, movies they can be great. He's like, but you got to be careful with true stories because you know, the second you sign your life rights away, they can basically you know change the change story how they it, want yeah. to, you know, to fit the screen." And so that was uh, something that made me pretty nervous. You know, like I said, I wanted to uh, really focus and, and stick to the integrity of the story of what it really stood for, you know, which right. that was that motivation and, you know, overcoming obstacles. So we took a longer route. What we ended up doing was we tried to draft a script ourselves, which took a while. You know, so we raised money, came up with the script, self-funded that. Um, Thanks to some some amazing donors. And then we started kind of shopping that around. And, you know, it got to the point to where we were working with a production company for a little while. And they reached out to Dwayne Johnson and Seven Buck Productions. And uh, he really took interest to the the story and uh, they decided to jump on board. And so that was I mean, let's see. Total now, I've been waiting about nine years from from when we first started to Dwayne Johnson jumping on board. But I mean, it it was well worth the wait. I mean, to have him and his team on board and and telling my story. And, you know, like I said, we were able to control that integrity of the story. I'm I'm really happy with how the script came out. I know they're making some little tweaks here and there, but nothing major. Uh, And so, you know, that was something that uh, was very important to me, you know, because of my upbringing with my mom, three brothers, one sister. Uh, I wanted this story, this movie, to be made in a way that it could make us all proud. You yeah. know, to, it could be something to where you know we look back years from now, our kids can look back and watch this, and it's something we're proud. Of. We not that we, you know, have to look back and say, oh, that that uh, you know, I don't like that, or you know, they 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 told it the wrong way, stuff like that. You know, so that was important to me to keep the quality and integrity, and uh, we did it. So
0: yeah, and and being Dwayne Johnson, uh, is is he? I mean, I, obviously, you got to say this. Obviously, he, he's he's doing your film but first i want to say he kind of doesn't fail so that's like that's kind of a good thing um but is he an inspiration to you do you you look at him as an inspiration the way he uh inspires people and posts and then also what other uh people like like who else inspires you as a person um that you look to Oh, yeah, I absolutely look up to Dwayne
1: Johnson as a, as a role model and someone who inspires me. And I mean, just his story, even before he got you know into the to motion pictures and things like that, I mean, you know, going from football into, uh, you know, the WWE and just making this career. I mean, you know, he was just grinding. He was willing to grind and, and you know, put it all together and push through. Uh, you know, those challenging times. And that's where why he's so successful today. So that's definitely something that inspires me. And so I'm, I'm I'm always following his social media and the things he posts up, his workouts and, you know, his quotes and things like that. And uh, it's just such an honor to have him telling my story. And I can't wait to meet him in person. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to just to uh, be able to ask him some questions and, and just really learn from him. Um, but other people that I, I really look up to as role models, one of them uh, is Kale Sanderson. Yeah. And, you know, for people who, who don't know, you know, I mean, he's, one of the greatest wrestlers in American history, the only wrestler to go undefeated all four years of college, which is incredible yeah. considering the competition you face in college. Um, but, you know, the reason why he's a role model to me is because, you know, after my freshman year of high school, when I finished last place in, in the city tournament, we actually we went to Vegas for a wrestling tournament. And that was when uh, Kale was getting ready for you know his Olympic run or, you know, he'd we'd win the medal. And and so, you know, he's actually wrestling at this tournament. A bunch of guys are, are you know, they're, they're wrestling as well and so i remember you know I, I see him he's and he was jumping around obviously he was warming up for a match but i was just thinking man this is my hero right there right so i'm all excited and i remember i i, I run up to him with my wrestling poster i'm like you know can, can you sign this poster for me and that's all i was looking for right just a signature but you know not only did he take the time to sign that poster i just remember i mean he was asking me questions about wrestling you know how i got into it how my season went how that tournament went and uh you know I just remember walking away It's like, man, this is what a true champion is. You know, not only is he yeah. great on the map, but he's just humble off the mat. You know, he's willing to get back to the sport and inspire others. And that was something that always stuck with me, you know, that he's a, a, a well-rounded champion. You know, I yeah. mean, someone that you can aspire to be like, um, you know, as an athlete, you know, out there on the map, but also in life as well. And also another one is is my mom. You know, she, she had me when she was young. She was 16 when, when I was born. Yeah. Uh, She had no idea that I'd be born missing my leg. Um, But, you know, my mom, throughout my life, she's really someone who who was both my mom and my dad, you know, because my biological father wasn't in the picture. My stepdad was kind of in and out. And, you know, so my mom, she was my mom, my dad, and really my number one fan, you know, and she taught me to believe in myself. And, uh, you know, to always, always push through, through, you know, push through the pain, push through discomfort and, and, uh, you know, never give up on those dreams. So, you know, I wouldn't be here today without my mom, without her just uh, motivating me like that, because she, uh, you know, she actually she didn't have an opportunity to go to college, you know, because I was born when she was 16. But down the road, when I was actually in college, she was working a full time job. She was taking night classes at a local community college and just, you know, stacking up credits. Uh, fast forward to now. She's actually working at Arizona State. She has her bachelor's degree, wow. her master's degree, and she's working on her PhD right now oh, with wow, ASU. That's so cool. Yeah. So I mean, she she's a you
0: know the perfect example of what, what hard work does. Yeah, that just runs in the family. And speaking of uh, Kel and the wrestling, it sounds like a good hero of mine, Daniel Cormier, who you're probably familiar with. Uh, he's the yeah. same way. I mean, he he's an outstanding wrestler. You know, Olympic caliber wrestler, but uh, just a champion at life, just a champion Mm -hmm. person. And that just means so much, you know. And I think that's why you stand out so much is because of who you are as a person, uh, not just the situations of of the things you've accomplished and what you've overcame and things like that. And I think that's a big attribute to have and a very, very hard one. Um, And then then going back to Dwayne Johnson and and working out and and training, I have to ask you, man, because you are crazy strong, dude. I, I do all... Like through my whole career, I've done all self body weight stuff, like so much, like push ups, pull ups. Uh, I love moving my body weight around because in fighting, that's what we do. We move body weight, you know, like mm-hmm. ourselves. And, and the stronger our grip, the stronger we are uh, with our repetitions. How many times we can do pull ups and pull ups, or uh, push ups and things mm-hmm. like that? That helps so much in, in grappling and, and and controlling other people. Um, what do you do for strength and conditioning? And how, like, how do you get to a level of where you can do sixty two? Uh, pull-ups in one minute you know that's like (laughs) (laughs) that's that's more than a pull-up a second like that's crazy
1: (laughs) yeah i was flying on that pull-up attempt man but you know for me i i think one big thing one major thing that helped me out was uh, i've been on crutches basically my whole life you know i mean since i can remember so you know other kids were learning how to walk with with you know, two legs, I was, I was hopping or crawling and then I went to crutches. So I really think the crutches helped to kind of help develop my upper body. You know, it's kind of make me strong because I, I'm basically, I'm moving around and I'm, I'm basically doing dips like all day long, you know, just as I'm moving. So that definitely helped with my grip strength, but I love doing rock climbing. Uh, and I started kind of getting into that in high school. We had a, a, one of those horizontal rock climbing walls. So I would do that all the time, you know, be, before or after practice, we'd, we'd rock climb. Um, another thing, that uh, I really like is just just pull-ups. That's honestly one of my favorite uh, workouts to do. And I think it goes back to, you know, when I was a kid, I remember just watching Rocky, you know, doing yeah. doing the pull-ups and like Mr. <laughs> T, you know, on, on the side of that beam. And so I was like, you know, I, I just remember doing pull-ups as a kid. I like hang off of the uh, the stairway, on the little rafter. I'd hold on to the, the side rail and just do pull-ups right there. And uh, that's something that uh, I've always been a fan of and I think just really helped to develop my, my upper body strength. But to do the 62 pound or 62 rep record, most pull-ups in one minute. I was, uh, man, I was I lost track of how many pull-ups I was doing every day. It had to have been at least 200. Uh, and what I did was, you know, I'm here in my home office, but I actually have a, uh, one of those detachable pull-up bars. Yeah. And so, you know, I'd set it up right there. And so every time, you know, I come upstairs for something, I would have to do minimum 40 pull-ups straight. I, I made it a row for myself. So it's like wow. every time I come upstairs <laughs> during the day. And so, yeah, I hated it, but, uh, you know, little by little, I was able to get to the point where, you know, I could do, you know, 40 reps without stopping and I bumped it up to 50 reps without stopping. And, uh, you know, that got me ready for that, uh, most pull-ups in a minute record. Um, so it, it's, uh, it's just something I like doing, man. I, I love just challenging my body. And I think that's something that wrestling taught me as well is that, you know, you focus on your strengths, not your weaknesses, you know? And so, you know, me getting into wrestling, I was going to be smaller. I was going to be missing a leg. Sure. But you know my upper body was gonna be strong my my grip was gonna be strong, and so I just learned to really start to capitalize on that and focus and build a style around that uh to be successful and that's try to do with my what I try to do with my life as well you know find the things that I'm good at that I'm strong at, and you know just try to build and, and be successful with that
0: i think you I think you've just inspired everybody that has stairs in their house that's like sitting downstairs <laughs> watching t v and they gotta like get something from the bedroom and they're like, oh, I gotta go up the stairs." And they're like, yeah, but I I heard this podcast. And Anthony Robles does like 50 pull-ups every time he goes up the stairs. Uh, I can at least walk up the stairs (laughs) because you know all you guys out there, all you guys out there that have stairs, you know some of you haven't went upstairs and just said forget whatever it is that you were going to do because you didn't want to walk up those stairs. And he does 50 pull-ups every time he, he goes up the stairs. So. Yeah, there good job for that <laughs> and where do you stand where, where do you stand on the uh the 40 pound pack so i'm watching this video and i'm like it's nfl uh you know it's for the troops um the veterans and, and, and such and you were going to do the 40 pound thing and i saw you do 38 and like got to the end of the video and then like it just stopped and i was just like mm. what what happened so like I know you did twenty something the first time or one of the times, and then I saw you do thirty eight which was, was the record um, was thirty eight and you did thirty eight or thirty nine and then it just stopped it didn't say anything so where where do you stand on the forty pound and, and and for everyone that's watching it's you doing pull ups in a minute the max amount with a forty pound backpack on and and <laughs> so where do you stand where do you stand on that record right now? Well, the 40 pound
1: one, actually, I, I fell short, I think, by two on the 40 two. pound record. And it, 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 I was so frustrated because what ended up happening, um, you know, in practice, I was training and, uh, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what, what the, they bumped it up by six, basically what happened. So, you know, I had a number in my head, like, okay, I got to beat this number to, to break the record. And so, you know, I'm training, everything's going well. And literally the day before my yeah. attempt uh, on NFL Network, my agent gets a call and they're like, "Hey, this guy from I think it was Bulgaria. Of course. This guy from Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he 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 broke the record and they actually didn't get a chance to view all of his video evidence until, you know, today. I'm like, well, you know, what are the chances of that? You know, so I, I was I was pretty upset because you know I had a number that I had to beat and they upped it by six, um, so I ended up missing that record by, by I think they said two reps, uh, which was discouraging. But you know, I, I still hit my personal record and. Uh, you know, from there, I just decided now. I, now I want to go after another record. You know, I'm not yeah. s- not uh, satisfied. So uh, I actually, that's when I went after the uh, the most pull-ups with an 80 pound pack. Um, oh, I did that God. this last March at, at a NASCAR event. I believe I did 25 there, and so I, I do have that record now. So I, I'm I'm happy with that one. I'm very satisfied with it. But I, I got more in my
0: tank. I'm I'm looking to uh, the future now for some other records. Actually, wow, that's man, that's so cool, man. I love that. I, I love the fact that you're always looking for things like that. Hey, everybody, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, AKA Thailand, the world's premier luxury training resort for everybody. Everybody can come train with us. You can save 30% at the time of this taping. Not in the future, at the time of this taping. You can save 30% because of the quarantine and because the borders are shut. If you pre-book, you can save at Thailand.com. If you have any questions, you can email us at info at And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, because you don't know A.K.A Thailand, which you should if you watch podcasts, uh, here's a commercial. What's up everybody, I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, Jiu Jitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. Um, Do you follow MMA? Like, do you follow the sport of MMA? oh, absolutely, man. I know a lot of my my former
1: teammates and uh, you know, former Sun Devils from Arizona State, they're they're in the MMA and yep. UC belts are all over the place. And so yeah, I got a lot of good friends, Bubba Jenkins right now, I mean Ryan Bader, uh, you know, a lot of guys I know, a lot of former wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wrestling community is super tight, you know. So
0: I'm always I'm always staying up and, and watching the fights whenever I can. have you thought about training in BJJ or something like that with, with more some submission based wrestling? Actually I have, and believe it or not, um some Early on, I think I was like 10 years
1: old when we were still living in California. I just remember, uh, you know, I was watching like the, the old UFC fights, you know, like, like Ken Shamrock and Hoist Gracie and all that. Yeah. And so actually my dad enrolled me at the Jiu-Jitsu Academy out in, in California. And, you know, Hoist Gracie, that, it was his family's uh, academy. So, you know, Horian Gracie was on that showed the kids the, you know, the classes. So I was doing that for like a year, uh, the Gi Jiu-Jitsu. And that's something I really want to get back into now. I, I had so much fun doing it, and, you know, I just feel like it would be so much fun to, to be able to integrate that with my wrestling background, you know, get back on, on the mats again and, and uh, you know, kind of change it up
0: and, uh, you know, challenge myself again. But uh, definitely want to get back into jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you're so strong, bro. I would be terrified of you. Like that kind of strength <laughs> that you have, like that grip strength that you possess, like that pull-up power, because pull-ups is what made me so strong and I, I, don't, I don't look that strong. when I was fighting, I definitely didn't look that strong. Um, but I was really strong compared to my opponents, and it, and it was because I did a lot of pull-ups. Now, when I say mm. a lot, you would laugh because I'm not doing like 60 sixty pull-ups at a time or sixty pull-ups in a minute or anything. I'm doing like way less than that. But it, it made me so strong. So I can imagine you, like, like if if you grabbed a hold of my neck, bro, I'd be just. You like break my neck, I think. Like honestly, I think you just—I think you would just snap it. Like probably with the forty-pound pack on your back, like and so like that—that—that would that, probably be something you would enjoy as being able to, to add some uh, moves to your arsenal, I guess, for wrestling.
1: Honestly, man, yeah, I, I definitely want to get back into it. And I know, like sometimes in the off season in college, I was kind of bouncing in and out of you know local jiu-jitsu academies, just rolling around and having fun. Uh, and, and I think. You know, like I said, I'm always looking for like just a new challenge, just a new way to uh, to test myself. And I've always, I was, I was always having fun on the on the ground doing jujitsu. So I think there's two more pull up records I want to go after. And then once that's done, I'm looking for the next uh, the next mountain. So you know, now that you you brought it up, man, I think I might really take a serious (laughs) look about uh, getting
0: back into jujitsu now. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure, absolutely, man. And then what is it that, like, you enjoy the most? So, like, you, you obviously wrestled and you're doing these challenges to to win records as far as – or break records, I'm sorry. Uh, what is it that you enjoy the most where you see yourself in, like, five or ten years? Like, like in five or ten years and on, I guess, what would you mm-hmm. ideally be doing? Like, wh- where would you be in your place, you think? Well, I mean, honestly, right now, I, I feel like I'm blessed to
1: be living my dream. You know, I mean, I, I – my main career, I do motivational speaking. Yep. And so, you know, I'm just traveling across the country speaking. Um, I also do the wrestling commentating with ESPN and Pac-12. So I'm just, I'm constantly around the sport that I love and, and just staying in it. Uh, and also, you know, with, with everything going on with COVID right now, uh, you know, my speaking, I don't really have the opportunity like before right now, you know, because we can't get in, in crowds and, and things like that. So uh, I'm actually, I'm starting my own podcast. I'm launching that next month. Oh, wow. But I'd say in, in like five years, the only other thing that I really want to add on top Uh, which would really just, you know, put the icing on the cake for me is I want to be a wrestling coach. And I really want to coach at the high school level because, uh, you know, my high school coaches were so impactful to me. I mean, they're like father figures. We still hang out to this day. You know, we'll get together and barbecue and I'll ask them for advice and things like that. And so, uh, you know, they just taught me so much and, and I wouldn't be here today without their guidance. And so I would love to be able to do that. Um, to some other, you know, young, young high school athletes, young wrestlers coming up, you know, just, just giving that guidance, be that positive role model, because I think that's what the world needs more of. I know it's what the world needs more of, you know, is that, that positive, uh, you know, outlook on life and the positive role models and just being willing to give back. And I think that's something that we usually uh, forget about sometimes. It's like, yeah, you know, we want to reach our own goals and our own personal things, but we can't forget to help others out along the way. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't be here today without people who helped me, you know, who yeah. gave back. And and so I want to remember that and, and do them uh, uh, honor. You know, I want to honor them by giving back to others and helping out. So, uh, you know, that's the only thing I would like to add in the next five years is, uh, you know, be a, a high school wrestling coach. And also, you know, obviously, I want to get married and have some kids. And I, I know my
0: girlfriend's ready for that, too. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's always fun. And uh, what about you? Um, So, so, what kind of TV shows or films are you in? Are you into more like inspirational type stuff? Like, are you are you are you one that likes to stay inspired, or is it more entertainment based? Like, like, what is some of the like what is a TV show that you're watching now, or a good film that you like? i
1: kind of a mixture. I'd say you know my all time favorite film. I love um, Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe. Yeah, that's a great one. that, That boxing movie. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. And I would watch that before certain wrestling matches, you know, the big ones. Uh, but, you know, right now I'd say things that I'm watching, you know, especially with everything going on, I'm, I'm binging on things. Uh, <laughs> like I like the Ozarks. Um, Love it. What else are we watching? Right? Love the Ozarks. Well, I, I just season awesome, three. Man.
0: <laughs> um, what else am I watching Panible right now? Hannibal Sick. Uh, if you like people who eat people, it's kind of demented but clever at the same time what was that Hannibal on uh on Netflix it's pretty uh it's pretty interesting I guess you see I keep
1: I keep seeing the the little previews pop up for that I
0: need to check it out man
1: so I'm I'm balancing like a bunch of shows I'm I'm watching uh like Vikings I started that kind of late That show Vikings so I'm catching up on the seasons of that and uh you know, but yeah, I, I think it's a mixture for me. You know, you know, movies that inspire and kind of motivate me. You know, I, I like those. Obviously, you know, like like the the movies that like like Gladiator and yeah. you know, Braveheart and you know the Rocky movies, things like that. Just like that physical, you know, head to head. You know, going out there and battling, uh, just that mental toughness sort of thing. So it's a mixture for me. I'm all over the place, but uh, um, you know, really, I'm I'm kind of a low key guy. So I like watching movies, I like kind of staying home, hanging out. You know, playing my guitar. Being in the backyard barbecuing, being with my dog, so uh, you know, I'll have to get some uh, some tips from you and some advice on some uh, good shows you recommend.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's it, man. I'm always looking for stuff because I'm in Thailand, so I have Netflix, and that's it. I don't have like 400 channels like you guys do in America, so it's like Netflix uh. <laughs> only. So I've seen like Ozark, I love Hannibal, I love. Um, you was good, and like, you know, some of those. And I love the documentaries. I love, uh, like, uh, for me, like, the reason I asked you this question was I love inspirational stuff, and I can take inspiration mm-hmm. from anything. Like, I can watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, as crazy as it sounds, like I could watch like a like a uh, a Taylor Swift concert or something, like something crazy like that. That's I'm just going to be so embarrassed for saying later on. But like I can take inspiration from anything like that 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 to me, like when people accomplish things and they're performing at the highest level and they're, you know, I've always been inspired by Eminem. I've walked out to ambitions of a rider for every one of my UFC fights mm-hmm. um, because that brought me back to the boxing gyms I trained at when I was in like you know, Houston, downtown, uh, 1997, 1996. I was going to like multiple gyms for boxing and BJJ and kickboxing and things like that. And they were listening to all Tupac and rap and stuff like that. And ambitions of a writer was one of the songs I remembered the most. So for all my UFC fights, I walked out to that song to bring me back because back when I was listening to that in Houston, I dreamed of one day being a fighter that like people knew, like, I just wanted to show up at a, like decent level event of some type and people will be like wow that guy fights in this event and he's good you know something like that 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 was my goal in fighting and so like it brought me back to that place where you know where I started kind of and, and so I was one of you were the same way with, with, with inspiration and stuff like that and 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 taking from from movies and and music and and things but it's always been a huge thing for me like it's always definitely helped me like keep going and and, and motivate me to see other people accomplish their goals and their dreams like you, you know, you're a huge inspiration for me, man. Like, and the more research I do, the more inspired I get. It's just, I was so looking forward to this podcast.
1: Uh, it's an honor to be speaking with you, man. I, I definitely understand exactly what you're talking about. And you, you mentioned music, you know, for me, my song was, was always Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And, you know, I, like, and it might sound kind of strange to people, but like, honestly, like I had that in my headphones every, before every single mat, before I stepped on the mat, like, you know, I was 125. Usually, I would just kind of start later on when we we're doing the dual meets, and so like I knew, you know, if I had five minutes, ten minutes before I would wrestle. So before every single match, like three to four minutes before, I would pop my headphones on and listen to Leonard Skinner's "Simple Man," and you know, just those words uh, just inspired me, and uh, you know, it just reminded me. You know, he's talking about uh, you know his mom. A uh, mom is talking to her son. You know, yep. you can do this if you try all these these things, these lessons. Uh, it got me emotional before my matches, you know, I just remember like, I, I just kind of tear up sometimes, but, and you know, I go out there and wrestle with my heart. So I know what you're talking about, you know, just finding those things that inspire you to, uh, go to that next level, you know, to elevate
0: yourself. I'm all about it. That's so crazy, man. Like, it's, dude, we're so connected on so many different levels, man. It's so weird because like, uh, that's the same thing with me. I like, I, I, I won't get in details. It's not my podcast, but, um, you know, I would also find things that made me emotional before fights. And I, I have literally fought tears back. I don't cry, man. I don't, I don't cry. I don't ever show emotion. I, I'm not like a crying type person. Um, but I had things going up in my childhood and, and, and in my past and stuff. And I dig for those things before my competitions as well. And I fought tears back multiple times walking out. And then getting vicious ko victories and like where people would be like wow that guy's a savage or or he fights so aggressively but they would have no idea that like i was fighting tears back like like in the in the in the bathroom stall for like five minutes before i walked out and it and it's emotions so strong it's so powerful and when you can use that to go out there I mean, you can do things that are crazy. Like, I mean, for me, it was winning fights fast and, and landing big punches. But that was just like that, that, that emotional rage that I had. And so it's so cool hearing that, that, came, that, that you kind of did that same thing, man. That's so awesome. And, and I wanted to ask you too, uh, being that I've never wrestled and, and I'm an MMA fighter, and obviously it's a little bit, a little bit well, quite different, but what about nerves for you? Like when you were getting ready to go out there and compete, how did you deal with nerves, and were you nervous? Like, were you really nervous before certain uh, matches?
1: Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, I know, especially at the beginning in college, um, you know, just going out there, I just put a lot of pressure on myself, you know, because I, I, you know, I'm wrestling these big-name big, big name schools with, with these... You know, crazy wrestling programs like the Iowa's, like the Penn State's, you know, things like that. So I was wrestling not just, you know, the flesh and blood opponent, but but the name on the singlet, you know, sometimes I was kind of intimidated and make me nervous. And um, but, you know, I just remember the way I dealt with my nerves. I I had a certain playlist that I would listen to, you know, that would kind of like gradually build up. Uh, You know, it's like mixture of, you know, like, like classic rock stuff to kind of keep me chill. Then I get into some more raps, you know, kind of fire me up and then, you know, finishing off with Leonard Skinner, obviously. But, uh, you know, for me, I just learned that I needed to control those emotions and really control that adrenaline. You know, I didn't want to get fired up too quick because I felt like, okay, you know, if I if I get all this adrenaline out now before I step on the mat, then I'm flat. You know, and it's something I kind of figured out along the way, like, okay, I I need to, to pace myself, you know, pace that energy, control it, harness it and then, you know, gradually release it as I'm getting closer, you know, let that emotion flow through me, you know, the, the, the tears, you know, and, and I would, I, I would kind of reflect on things like you said, you know, I would dig into certain areas. Like, you know, I think about, you know, when I first started wrestling and, and, you know, the people in the stands laughing, you know, I would think about other situations in my life growing up where, you know, kids would say something or, you know, they'd, they'd stare at me as I was going through the grocery store, things like that, you know, just to bring that emotion to me and, and just really use it. And, and uh, you know, that's something that, uh, really helped me and, and kind of gave me that feel when I needed to, you know, because I remember certain times in the wrestling room where, you know, I'm just feeling kind of worn down and, uh, you know, I, I feel like I want to, you know, give up or take a break. And I just remember thinking, you know, if, if I quit now, you know, if I, if I give in now, I'm proving those people right. Right. You know, I'm proving all those people right who died to me. And uh, that's something that uh, helped to fire me up, you know, and then also on the other side, you know, I, I felt like as I got later into my career and I matured more, you know, I started getting these letters from, from one of them was from a group of third graders, you know, as after my junior season, they were writing me as their, as their hero of the week. And so, you know, I realized that, you know, I was wrestling for more than just a medal, you know, the more than just a trophy that people were looking at me and my story as as a, a source of motivation you know, to overcome their challenges. And that uh, that gave me some positive fuel. You know, I felt like they were kind of lifting me up on their shoulders. And, and so that's a, that's a great lesson. I feel like, you know, people we we have. We have a lot of positive things, but then there are some negative things There are some challenges. But, you know, if you can use both those things together, you know, to, if you can harness that stuff, harness those experiences and, and, you know, just use that and channel it to something, you know, to, to your goal setting, to, to going after those goals. It, it is a powerful tool. You know, you can do things that you you couldn't imagine. It can fire you up and, you know, you can just, do, you know, keep that hunger, you know, keep that drive going. And, and uh, that's what I've been able to do. And it sounds like you've been able to do that, too. It's really cool
0: yeah and i love hearing you say that man because there's so many people out there that they have this you know there's there's a lot of lower level and i and i say this but because they're 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 uh they're more macho than than proven and there's a lot of lower level people that kind of like uh put this out there that they're not scared and and nothing bothers me and i never get nervous and 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 i think that sends Mm -hmm. the wrong message to young people because And then they get nervous they get scared and then and then that that puts more fear in them and they're like wow i could never be like anthony robles or 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 Mm. these other people because they're they're out there like champions and 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 taking on the world and i'm scared to death to go do this you know, this high school thing or this, whatever it is, but it's like, it's so normal. It's so normal to be nervous. It's so normal to be scared. And, you know, I watched a podcast with uh, Mike Tyson and he said the same thing. Like he, he was scared. I mean, this is one of the most scariest guys uh, Mm -hmm. ever in combat sports, you know, and like he admits that he was scared before fights and it's not scared that you're going to get hurt or something, but anytime you have something on the line and and, mm-hmm. and and you're depending on yourself, and people are depending on you, and you could lose it. You're going to be nervous, and I think that's great to hear you say that, and and for us to send that message to people that are out there that are that are trying to accomplish their goals as well. It's it's normal. And it's part of the game. It sucks for me. It sucked, and I'm sure it did for you. But that's the price. Like I always say, that's the price you pay. To get those victories is those nerves. Like when you wake up on fight day or I guess wrestling day for you um, and you feel those nerves and you have to dig through that mm-hmm. and, and continue conversations and interviews and get out there and get in the locker room and get warmed up and walk out and keep your game plan, that's where you mm-hmm. earn those victories because that's the hard part. You know, it's it's you know, it's not easy dealing with those uh, those nerves, that's for sure for me at least, you know. Absolutely, man. It's funny you bring it up too, because you know, I just got back, I was doing a wrestling
1: camp out in DC. And, you know, one of the parts of the camp is that, you know, they they put up the my national championship match up on the big screen so the kids can watch and I can talk them through, you know, my mindset during the match. And I remember telling the kids, like, look, you know, there's a part where, you know, there's 20,000 fans in the arena. I'm getting ready to run out for that final match, you know, for the championship match. I'm wrestling the returning national champion from Iowa. Uh, and, you know, I remember I'm running down the red carpet and I told the kids, I was like, I'm a positive video right here. I was like, you guys might not know it. like, this might surprise me. I was like, but right here, this is the scariest I've ever been in my life. I said, (laughs) like, right before, like, I did not want (laughs) to run out on this red carpet. I remember they told me, the ESPN camera guy was right next to me. He said, okay, you got to run. I didn't want to go. I was like, you know, right before I ran out there, I was wiping tears from my eyes. I was so nervous because, like you said, I was like, I've been training for nine years to get to that moment. You know, this is the the pinnacle of, of, you know, uh, college wrestling. Nine years to having one opportunity to be a national champion. I didn't want to lose that. I was like, man, if I make yeah. one mistake, that's it. You know, if I do one thing wrong, I could lose this match. Uh, there goes my dream. And I told him, I was like, I was scared. I was like, but you know what? When I stepped on that mat, you know, when I stepped on the mat, I stepped on the line and I'm looking my opponent in the eyes. I remember looking at him and, you know, I didn't see him. What I saw was myself. Yes. And what I saw was I, I was telling myself, you know what? I worked too hard to lose this. Yes. Sir. I did everything that I could do. I did everything that I could do to be successful here tonight, no matter what the outcome is, no matter what happens, whether I win or I lose, obviously I want to win, but no matter win or lose, I know I did everything I could to be successful and I can be proud of that. You know? And then I also I was just thinking like, like, you know, of all the challenges I've been through, this is just one more, you know, this is just one more thing. It, it's scary, but you know what, you know, you have to overcome that, you know, when you embrace that, you know, when you embrace those nerves, And and you you fight through that, it just makes you stronger. You know, you just have to be able to manage that and harness it. But, uh, you know, just having the back of your mind, you know, I I mean, I'm capable of this. You know, and that's something I always tell myself, you know, especially my senior year. That's where Unstoppable came from that. Why we're calling the movie Unstoppable is, you know, it it doesn't matter. uh, You know, you might get knocked down sometimes. You might get nervous. You know, you might want to quit. But Unstoppable means you fight through that. You get back up. You don't give up. You know, that's the key is never giving up, just pushing forward with everything that you have, pour your blood, sweat and tears into it. And, you know, in the end, you can be proud of the results, you know, no matter what it is, you can be proud. No, I, I left it all on that mat. I left it all on the line. There's nothing less left. You know, there's nothing less to, left in the tank. And I'm at peace with that. You know, I think a lot of people can be at peace with that. I agree.
0: I agree with you 100%. And, I, and I, I've always said that it's about channeling. Like, like when people ask me the same thing about nerves, I've always said it's about channeling because I'm j- just like what you said, I'm terrified sometimes and scared when I walk out there because of, of what, I, what I can lose in a matter of, because I know as I'm walking out, with, within mm-hmm. 15 minutes, I'm going to have the best moment of my career or the worst. Like I, mm-hmm. that, that, that's, a scary, that's scary as shit when you think about it. Um, Oh, yeah. And I've always said that it's how you channel it. You know, it's how you channel those nerves because you're going to have them regardless. They're going to come. You're going to have that emotion. You're going to have those nerves. But if you can channel them and like what you said and you can get out there and you can look across at that that opponent and blame him for those nerves, blame him for that feeling, blame him for all the what you've went through to get there and like all that pain that took to walk out there and all that stuff you've done and know that if you allow him to beat you it was for nothing and you channel mm-hmm. that 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 those nerves and that emotion to beat him to make it worth it and to make all that all that pain all that suffering all that sacrifice worth it that's how i've gotten through it that that that's how i've been able to fight with that emotion and that would you say that that's uh, that that there's truth in that oh absolutely yeah you know, and i think that's a great way to, to look at it as well you know you blame
1: him and i mean you just really you know, you've like you said, you find a way to harness that energy, find a way to harness that emotion so that you can execute. Yep. And I think that's the thing that the nerves, you know, the nerves, they, they, they paralyze you. Yes. You know, like like you clam up, you, you don't want to lose something that you haven't gotten yet. Yep. You know, or I guess you don't want to lose that opportunity to get something, to be successful. And so when you clam up, when you let those nerves get to you, then you don't execute. And then that's where you yeah, yeah, you lose. You know, and so to be able to find a way to harness it, to to give yourself the freedom to go out there and, and compete, you know, to attack and, and execute, then that's how you become successful. And that's something I, I really like how you said that, you know, blame him for it. And that's something that uh, I kind of used as well. You know, my senior year, uh, you know, the guy that, I, like I said, I was wrestling was the returning national champ. So but at the beginning of my senior year, I actually cut out a, a newspaper article about him because they're talking about how he was looking to repeat. And yeah. you know, he's a stud. You know, I have a lot of respect for him. But. I remember I cut that article out in his picture. I put that thing in the back of my locker. Yeah. You know, so every <laughs> single day I would go into practice, I would leave practice and I would see him and yep. he would be looking at me. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm I'm training to beat him. I'm training for this guy. This is why I'm doing, you know, all these pull ups. This is why I'm cutting weight. This is why I'm staying after practice, why I'm going in early, you know, why why I'm I'm putting my body through all this pain for this guy. Yes. So I can be ready for this guy. You know, so you have to be willing to uh, uh you know embrace that, you know, find a way to harness it and and then when it the time comes, you execute, you know, and you have to overcome those nerves. You have to, you know, just that's one more challenge you have to overcome, you know, but that's what makes it worth it. You pay that price, that's what makes it special. Because if it's easy, if you're not nervous, you know, if, if it's not hard, it's it means nothing. Right? Yeah. You know, it's not special. It's like when I look at my trophies, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to have some trophies and some cool ones behind me. But, you know, when I look at those things, yeah, I think about the wins, you know, about the victories. But, uh, you know, what also stands in my mind is those times where, you know, I was just suffering in practice, yeah. you know, and I was frustrated when I was when I was nervous. You know, and I, I felt like the, the the butterflies in my stomach before the matches, you know, when I'm, I'm emotional and all those things. And
0: that's what makes it special. It was that I really I had to climb to get it. You know, I had to grind to get that. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. And, and, and like, it's, it, people don't understand that, like, it's, it's, the, it's a roller coaster. You know, the, the, the nerves, the sacrifice, the downside is what makes the upside so good. And, and it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, for instance, like the excitement, like the excitement of winning, that feeling when you win, that excitement, that adrenaline. That's because of how nervous you were and how, mm-hmm. how, how much work you put into it. And when guys tell me I'm, I'm not nervous anymore, I just go out there, it's not a big deal for me. I'm like, how do you enjoy winning then? Like h- how is winning yeah. fun if, you, if, you, if you, you, you didn't sacrifice to get there? And it's no different than skydiving. I'm, I'm a certified skydiver it's the same thing. If I could jump out of a plane and land on the ground without a parachute and just walk back to my car, it wouldn't be exciting at all. There would be no excitement there. But when I can jump from a plane and I have to save my own life between the time I jump out of that plane at 15,000 feet and, and the ground, that's what makes it exciting. You know what I mean? Because I like that risk, that that like that like that nerve, that that that's what makes it exciting, and that's the way life is. You know, you, you have to throw yourself off the cliff a- in order to to live and and to feel alive. And I feel like that's 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 kind of the same for fighting and 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 you obviously feel that way with wrestling, too. But that's how you get those amazing victories. And when you see these guys just in tears when they win and and, mm-hmm. and they're just freaking out and, like, they look so happy, those were the most nervous guys ever walking into that octagon <laughs> because they're <laughs> so happy that they won, which means they, they most likely thought that they, was, they had a very small chance of winning that fight, and, and they were terrified that that was going to be the case, you know um so it's cool talking to you like that man like i I love it i love it so much man it's so uh it's so uh familiar and and obviously not to your level but just in my small little (laughs) my small little realm of things that i've done competitively um but it's so good to hear man i think other people are going to really take inspiration out of that as well uh
1: definitely man it's it's, it is awesome to talk with you and just to hear your mindset on things and i mean skydiving that's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's like one of my my ultimate fears right there so maybe maybe one day if i can overcome that i'll have to jump in the plane with you because i mean i i love what you said though you know about throwing yourself off the cliff you know and the way i say it is like you you step outside of your comfort zone you find your edge you know you what's what's your edge and and you know when you embrace that you know when, when you push through uh that's what makes it so special yep you know i, I don't know about you but it's like you know those matches when i was like extremely nervous especially like my finals match it's like when i finally win you know when i get my arm raised it's like i don't feel the pain you know from from wrestling four or five matches to get there i don't feel the bruises and the cuts and everything i don't feel tired anymore you know yeah my lungs are burning but all i feel is just that sense of joy you know like i feel like i'm like i'm taking a breath for the first time you know like i reached this goal and it's like for that moment right there it's like Nothing else matters. Yeah, you know, and that's what makes it special is just getting through that that discomfort, those nervous times. You know, going over the edge.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. That's so awesome, and that's so good, man. I lo- I love talking about that, and and it's so cool to to know that like someone of your level, um, and pedigree has, has has felt that same way, man. That's that's really cool. Um, And and you talked about the coronavirus earlier. How has that taken effect on you? Like, what are your thoughts on this entire pandemic and and coronavirus? And how is it affecting wrestling? Obviously, UFC has found a way to continue competing and stuff. Um, I guess it's a two-part question. What do you think about the whole thing? Um, And then how is it affecting wrestling, competitive wrestling right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole thing, it's just it's crazy, man, because I remember – I mean, well, we were in March, we were getting ready for the national tournament, and then, you know, we were hearing little things about COVID, but then all of a sudden it was just like, bam, it's here, you know, and everything just shut down, and, I mean, saw these these numbers spiking, and, uh, you know, I mean, the way I look at it, it's like, you know, there, there's all these sides like, oh, you know, wearing masks, whatever. It's like, man, if, if we can do anything just to, to curb this thing, just to get rid of it, you know, to minimize the deaths because even one death isn't acceptable. You know yeah. I mean? It's, it might not, it might just seem like a statistic for us, but that's because we're not losing the loved ones, right? you know? And so like for me, it's like, Hey, you know, if I got to wear a mask going out, I'm, I'm fine with it, you know, whatever social distance, fine. You know, I, I would hate for that to be my loved one on that statistic, yeah. you know? And so I'm just praying that, I mean, people can stay safe out there. We can find this vaccine and whatever the therapeutics are talking about soon. So we can start getting back to normal. But, uh, you know, for sports and for wrestling, it's 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 hit it pretty, pretty hard so far. Um, I know, uh, you know, like I said, we were getting ready for nationals in March when everything went on lockdown out here in the U.S. And nationals this past year uh, was actually going to be on a big stage for wrestling. We were going to be doing it in um, Minnesota where the the vikings play that the minnesota vikings football team at the u.s bank stadium that was going to be a huge platform for wrestling and so that unfortunately got canceled um i know right now you know they're saying that uh you know know, football that those seasons aren't going to be going through i think uh big 10 and pac-12 said they're not playing uh it's looking like wrestling is going to get pushed back um at least pushed back um so we'll see because what makes it scary is you know the smaller programs, the smaller sports like wrestling and some others, you know, they really rely on that revenue of the big pro- big sports like football. You know, to help pave their way and, and pay. So without the football seasons, we're afraid that some wrestling programs might get cut. Yeah, uh, you know, because of funding and budget and things like that. And so that's a scary reality that. Uh, you know we'll see what happens i know there are some programs right now that are kind of in danger i know stanford uh stanford wrestling they're dealing with right now and you know the wrestling community has really uh uh you know stepped behind them and you know, around them to support stanford wrestling and we're hoping you know we can keep them because they, they're they a long traditioned wrestling program they do a lot for the pac-12 i mean i love the coaches there that the guys are awesome um and it's just something that uh you know we're, we're trying to uh Uh, really adapt and and overcome now is keep these wrestling programs, you know, don't allow them to get cut and just, you know, move through this COVID situation. Um, And, you know, it's just, it's been crazy, you know, for sports, for everybody, but it's, you know, it's all about just trying to figure it out now. Right. It's like, we can't go back, you know, now it's all about moving forward and and what's the best way to do that. And, um, you know, how do we overcome this? And and I'm praying and, 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 you know, I believe that we will overcome it. It's just, uh, it's a matter of time. You know, we just have to make some adjustments here
0: Yeah no i agree with you and i can't wait for this to be over with it's it's so depressing but like life you know it's, it's a roller coaster too and like i think with this low, there'll be a high after hopefully and 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 we'll get some good some good positivity after this and and some good things will happen hopefully um do you travel much like do you do, have you been to thailand before Actually I've never been <laughs> to Thailand.
1: I would love to go sometime. I know I travel quite a bit in the states. I've been to all 50 states now and then outside uh, I've been to uh, Jamaica and Japan and that's it so far. So I definitely want to get overseas more.
0: Man, I would love for you to come out here to AK Thailand and uh try to get you to get give us a speech and uh give some inspiration to some of my guys out here and 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 I can show you the islands and it's a beautiful place, man. It's a beautiful place. It's it's relaxing. It's it's no stress, good food, beautiful animals, beautiful beaches, beautiful islands. So man, if you ever have time and, and get a chance, come out here to Phuket, brother, and I'll take care of you and, and give you a great trip.
1: Uh, definitely, man. I'll definitely look you up. I'd love to get out there. It's like it was 118 in Arizona this past week. So I'm, I'm tired of desert. I would love to see a beautiful
0: beach sometime. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I can imagine living there and not having one. Um, but listen, man, I, I'll let you go. But Dude, I really appreciate you taking time out for me, man. This has been a, a super inspiring podcast. I was really looking forward to this. I, I hope uh, I did a good job and in, and uh, in having a podcast with you, man. Like I, it means a lot to me for you to come on, and uh, I can't wait to see your movie. I can't wait to see more more about your life and and see the 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 new Guinness records you're gonna break in the future wait. with your hundred pound pack. And you, I, I know you're just gonna keep going. And I know you're still mad about the thirty eight. <laughs> uh, with the 40-pound pack. So I know you're running up the stairs like crazy, jumping on the pull-up bar to try to beat that. Um, but I really appreciate your time, man, and, and uh, doing the podcast with me and uh, sharing so much inspiration I think that a lot of people is going to take from. Uh, my, my pleasure, Mike, thank you so much for having me on and just, you know, for the opportunity to share and, you know, just kind of go back and forth with
1: you, man. It, it was an honor to be able to, you know, hear about your mindset and how you approach things. It's, uh, it's definitely inspiring.
0: So you gave, definitely gave me something to be uh, fired up about for, for less this week. So thank you. Likewise, man. I'm, I'm high. I'm on a high note then if, if I, if I did something that you can say is inspiring to you. So man, you made <laughs> my, you made my day, man. I appreciate it so much. Uh, we'll stay in touch, man. And, uh, I'll, uh, I'll definitely uh, – I want to follow up with you when the movie comes out and, and we'll, uh, when we can talk more about it and uh, give more details. I know you're going to be wrestling in it and, and you're going to be doing a lot of stuff like that. So I'd love to follow up with you and do another podcast when it gets closer to, to time when this COVID's over and they start filming. Absolutely, man. Definitely count me in for sure. All right, brother. Take care. Hey, stay safe, okay? Right, you as well. Have a good one. All right. Take care, brother. Well, there we have it. Anthony Robles, such an inspiring podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, I did. I, I absolutely loved having this conversation, if you can't tell. Um, wow, man. It's so incredible talking to him. I have, I have known about him for a long time. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff. Uh, that he's done. And to have a conversation over an hour like we did today was incredible. And like I said, I hope you guys took from it. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Let let me know what part was the most inspirational to you. Um, what, 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 I mean, the, the guy is so inspirational. What is it that, that you like the most? Let us know in the comments. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. Uh, check out the clip site where we have all the clips. It's it's in the, the descriptions in our bio. Um, if you're on the audio platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, you can leave us a review. You can subscribe there as well. Um, I appreciate the support. We do read the comments. We, we try to get back to you guys. Uh, we love the fact that we're growing as fast as we are. We're doing an enormous amount of podcast guys. I'm putting in so much time getting as many guests as I can that have interesting stories like this. Um, I said it last time, but this time as well, since July 29th, we've done uh, Bruce Buffer, Tyron Woodley, Daniel Cormier, Brad Slater, Stefan Bonner, Javier Mendez, and now Anthony Robles. I think that's seven. That's seven podcasts in two weeks. Um, So I'm going to keep them going. I love doing this. I hope you're enjoying them. Please subscribe. Let us know what you think, and I'll see you next time.